Hey, faith friends, it's your girl, Lady V, and I am back to hit you with the question that is going to make you think and check yourself. You ready for it? You ready? Is you really ready? Ready, ready? Okay, here we go. Do you trust God or not? Like, really, though? Do you really, really trust him? Do you trust God or not? We gonna talk about it. And I'm about to get all up in your business in just a second. So let's get into today's episode. You're listening to another episode of the Vanika Lewis Show. So buckle up your seatbelts and let's get ready to dig into today's topic. So I had the honor and privilege of speaking in front of a group of about 175, maybe 200 women a couple of weeks ago in the city of Sacramento, California. If you ain't familiar with it, pull out a map and find out where it is because it is the capital of California. And I was blessed to be there and I was there presenting a message, a message that I decided to carry forward and talk to you about on today. The title was a little bit different, but the content is going to be the same because I need y'all to really think about if you trust God, if you really trust him. I mean, I know we say it often. We say a lot of stuff all the time that we don't really think about in depth. And so I need you to really think about this today as I share with you a story from the word of God out of first Kings chapter 17. This is a story that is really addressed often, but I don't think it is walked out enough to really get us to understand what is happening with this beautiful woman that is outlined in first King chapter 17. So you all, it's a widow. She's a widow. Okay. She's lost her husband. And in this particular text, we meet a prophet named Elijah, okay? A prophet is someone who shared the word of God, who delivered a message to God's people. And oftentimes when you read about many of the prophets in the Old Testament, it was not that they were prophesying that good things were going to come forth all the time. Actually, they were prophesying about things that God's people were going to have to face when they were being disobedient to what God had commanded them to do. And so prophets actually were not well received often in the Old Testament. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like people who always delivering you bad news and you like, don't you ever have anything good to say? I'm just saying. So they didn't like the prophets back then. Okay. So Elijah had delivered a message that was not well received. And God told him that he was going to need to hide out because the people, the folks was about to come for you, dude. One time they was coming for his head. And God was like, yo, my man, I need you to go hide out one time in these good old woods. And don't even trip about how you're going to be taken care of because I got you. And he told Elijah, hide out in the woods that he would have birds feed Elijah and he told him to hide near a specific source of water so that he would be um, quenched with that his thirst would be quenched and he wouldn't get dehydrated y'all know how it is when you don't be drinking your water and stuff okay I don't got to tell you about all of that but anyway the water source dried up after some days 
and the birds were not going to be bringing food. So God talked to Elijah as the boy was on the run. Okay. And he told him, yo, check this out. There's this lady that I got waiting for you, not too far away. And she's going to feed you and take care of you. So Elijah, who does trust God, listens to him and goes where God told him to go. And he comes across the woman that God told him would be there. So he sees the woman. Okay, Elijah like trust God 100, 100. He don't ever doubt him. He like, yo, I know what God told me to do. He come through all the time. So God is not a man. He's not going to lie to me. This is the woman he told me was going to be there. He yells out to the lady. Hey, yo, check this out. I need you to give me something to eat. And the lady looking at him sideways like, I don't know you who you is. I, I I don't have nothing for you. And Elijah like, no, I need you to give me something to eat. God told me that you were going to be here. You were going to feed me. And I need you to handle that. Now, here's where I love learning about this woman. Okay. The Bible tells us that this woman had lost her husband. And if you think about those times, the husbands were the providers, okay? They were the hunters, the gatherers. They made sure that everything that was needed in the home was provided. And the woman cared for the home and for the children. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have no gas stations, no grocery stores. They didn't have um, Amazon Fresh and stuff where it was delivered to you. They had to literally physically go out and get their food. So her husband passed away and he wasn't there to provide for them anymore. So when this woman meets Elijah, you all, she was down to her last little bit. I like to believe like she had like a slice of bread. Uh, Actually, it wasn't bread yet. She had like a little bit of flour. She was only going to be able to make a slice of bread. And she tells Elijah, "Um, I can't feed you. I don't have anything for you because I'm down and out. And actually, all that I have left is enough to make one meal for me and my son and we gonna die. Say what? Can y'all imagine being in this woman's position where you know that you are about to starve to death because you have no one to provide for you. You don't know where to go and make ends meet. You don't know how to flip a dollar one time. You ain't got no hustle in you. And you know that you and your child are about to have your last meal and die. Do you know what it feels like not only to be a helpless woman, but to be a helpless mother? To know that you can no longer provide for your child. Do you know what that feels like? This woman is in a state of desperation, knowing that she is at the end of her life and she comes across a man who's telling her to give him her last. And this man is telling her, trust me because God sent me to you and told me that you were going to feed me. He says, do this, just hear me, I'll do this and God will provide. So y'all, the lady actually listens to him the widow listens to him and she goes and she fixes what she has her last she makes her last little slice of bread and she gives it to him and lo and behold a miracle takes place and the word says that from that point forward she had barrels of flour and oil that stayed full at all times like it was just constantly replenished And 
I can only imagine that being able to witness a miracle take place like that, her faith was on fleek. Straight up. Her her faith just had to be on fleek. Like, we don't get to see God move today the way God moved back then. Like, God literally would reveal himself to them in miraculous ways. He would literally show himself in pillars of fire. He would talk through animals. He would part the clouds. He would make it rain when they needed it to rain. He just was just always there showing himself in these miraculous ways and so I can only imagine actually seeing miracles performed and knowing what it's like to be in the presence of God and to know him in that way and to trust him in that way but a little bit further down the chapter this is where old girl start acting out okay y'all So God performs this miracle. Her beans are flowing with oil and flour because she was obedient to Elijah. She letting Elijah chill out at her house. She like, yo, dude, you you weren't lying. Like, you really handled that. God really came through, so I got you. So go on ahead. You can stay here. Ain't nothing going down, though. You know what I'm saying? You got to sleep. You got to sleep on the pile of dirt in the corner. You can't come over here with me and my kid because it ain't going down like that. But you can stay here, though, because you wasn't lying but you read a couple of verses down you get a little further down and what happens is her son falls sick her son gets sick and it says that he was losing his breath and when you read in context it says that he was actually laying in her bosom so that means that he was laying in her lap And she's watching her son get sick. And Elijah had been out taking care of business, probably out telling some folks some other bad news because that's just what he was and who he was and what he was called to at that time. So in my Holy Ghost imagination, you know what I'm saying? He was driving from hood to hood, telling people how they needed to do better and get their life. And he comes back to the widow's house and she starts to pop off on him. She is like, dude, how could you let my child get sick? He's dying. I've been letting you stay up in my house all this time. And you gonna let my son get sick? What? Like all that I've done for you, I've trusted you and you let my child die. And she's just in this state of desperation. But what I can't figure out is if you know that the God that he serves and that you honor came through for you before why would you not think that he was gonna come through for you again why are you yelling and fussing at elijah instead of crying out to god in your state of desperation i mean it blows my mind because you can walk into the place where your food is stored and see that your bins are still flowing over from the first promise of God when you first encountered him. The miracle is still present, but you're questioning him again because your child is dying? Huh? That don't add up. How can you lose trust in the one who has literally revealed himself to you? But it's through her state of desperation she begins to question God. And I'm just knowing that Elijah knows that she's actually acting out of emotionalism and not out of wisdom. 
So he, instead of responding to her and kicking up an argument, actually cries out to God and says, God, you know, why this child? This woman has been taking care of me. Can you please, please heal him? And it says that he lays over the boy and he cries out. And God actually heals the young boy. And Elijah's faith is just amazing to me because when you follow him, you don't see him waver. But this woman, this widow, this widow wavered. She wavered in a state of emotionalism and allowed her emotions to cause her to question the God that had performed a miracle in her life. And it's interesting to me because then I have to question Did she really trust God? Did she trust him to question him, even though he had showed up for her before, even though she knew his track record, even though the miracle was present before her and he had not returned void on his promise to her? She still questioned. And my question to you is, is there something going on in your life? where you're allowing your emotion to override the track record that God has in your life? Has he come through for you before, pulled you out of situations where you thought there was no way? Has he made a way for you out of no way? You thought the resource wasn't there and it was there. Has he healed you? Has he provided you with clarity, spoke to you in a time where you were doubting and questioning and guided you? He's been there for you over and over and over again, showing himself to you in ways that you never imagined. But because you're emotional now, you're questioning him and who he is. The true question is, is, do you trust God or not? God does not change. The word says that he is the same God yesterday, today and forever. The word says that God's promises do not return void. He is not a man that he shall lie. So why now? Why question and doubt him now? If you trust him, if you really trust him and he's shown up for you every time before, why doubt? Why doubt? Because he ain't changed. I'm just saying he ain't changed. The only thing that changes is us. The only thing that has changed is you. Your thought towards him because of your emotional state. So do you trust God or not? And what I need you to understand from this is trust and doubt cannot coexist. Either you're going to doubt and lack faith or you're going to trust and believe. But they cannot coexist. They cannot be intermingled. You got to choose up. Which one is it going to be? And if you're going to trust him, you need to trust him wholeheartedly with every aspect of your life, with everything, every uh, decision that you have to make, every move that you got to bust, every coin that you got to spin. You got to trust him wholeheartedly because you cannot trust and doubt at the same time. You have to choose up. You cannot be like that widow woman going back and forth you need to be like elijah steadfast and knowing that the god that you serve is going to come through for you so i don't know who this is for 
but it's for somebody listening to this right now. And I need you to really ask yourself, do I trust God or not? And if I don't, what is it that's preventing me from trusting him when he's shown himself to me time and time again? And what thoughts do I need to remove, adjust, refocus to eliminate the doubt and restore my faith? That's what you need to ask yourself. If this episode spoke to you and you have been struggling with trusting God, I just want to take a minute and pray for you. So wherever you are, if you got to pull over, if you got to go into a closet, if you got to go into your break room, if you got to step outside, whatever you have to do, I need you to get to a space where you're alone and really tune in as we seek God to restore your heart and restore your faith. You ready? Press pause if you have to, because we gonna do this. Dear Lord God, Father, I thank you for everyone who's taken the time to tune into this podcast episode, because I do not believe that anything happens by accident. You are a God of divine happenings and I know that you brought them to listen to this episode because they are doubting you. They are struggling with trusting you with everything in their life. So on today, Father, I want to ask that you just Heal their hearts, Lord God. Remove the doubt from their minds so that they can see you with clarity and look at you and know that you are the one who has shown up for them miraculously every time before and that you're the same God who loved on them, who cared for them, who showed up for them when they thought that no one cared, you showed up. Allow them to see you in that way again. Allow their faith to be stronger than their fears, their doubts, their frustrations, and to know that you are bigger than anything that they may face. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing that you can't fix. There is no thing that you can't heal. There is no promise that will not come to pass because you don't lie you are the god that does not change and i ask today that they can begin to see you in that light again once more lord god restore their faith and their hope in you so that they can know that they can trust you lord god we do not want to be a person that is double-minded you said You spew out those who are lukewarm. Be ye hot or cold. Today, we want to choose up that we will trust you and not doubt. We want to put our hearts, our minds, and our focus back on you and not on the things that distract us from you and cause us to question who you are. Restore us, Lord God, and forgive us for questioning you. Forgive us for doubting you. Forgive us for not seeing you in all of the glory that you are, Lord God. Forgive us 
And as we turn our eyes back to you, as we turn our hearts back to you, as we turn our hope back to you, Lord, receive us. Take us back into your loving arms and give us the everlasting peace that we need to make it through the circumstances that life bring about. But today, today, Lord, we choose to trust. Today, we choose to have faith. Today, we choose to have hope. And I'm praying that as I speak these words, that the hearts and the ears that are listening are turned back to you and that they are choosing to allow you to have your way once more. We thank you, Lord, not just for the things that you do for us, but because of who you are, because you do not change. Because you are so loving and you continue to extend your grace and your mercy towards us. We thank you for that, Lord God. And we ask that you have your way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sis, the question was, do you trust God or not? I hope today, after this episode, you can say with confidence, you trust God wholeheartedly. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you want to find out more about who I am, check me out online at www.vanikalewis.com. And if this segment was good to you, it's going to be good to your friends. Make sure you share it with them. Also, make sure you subscribe so that you get access to episodes as soon as they're released. You want to be the first to get the newest releases from the Vanika Lewis show. I can't wait to continue talking with you about a new day and a new opportunity to do life right. Until next time, take care. Bye.